this child is destined for the fall and for the rise of many in Israel and for a sign that shall be contradicted. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. Amen. We have heard a few days ago the voice of St. John the Baptist, the voice crying in the wilderness, preparing the way of the Lord, preparing the coming of the Lamb of God. Sentiments of joy, sentiments of peace and meekness. We have been contemplating for the past few days the face of the divine infant king lying quietly, peacefully in the manger of Bethlehem. Innocent, pure, innocence, sorry, purity, silence of the king of kings becoming men for our own salvation. Today the sentiments that St. Luke is presenting to the reader seem diametrically contrary to that peace and joy of Christmas. Another voice is being heard, not in the desert this time, not far away from the rest of the people, but this time in the temple, in the most crowded, crowded place in Jerusalem, the most visited place, heart of the life of the Jewish people. And this voice is now heard at the very place where people would come to receive encouraging, encouraging words from the priest to offer their sacrifices to God and to receive from him comfort and consolation in their tribulations. This voice, on the contrary, has nothing of comforting or reassuring. Behold, he says, this child is destined for the fall and for the rise of many in Israel and for a sign that shall be contradicted. And your own soul, Mary, a sword shall pierce. When you think about it, and this is very important, these are, these are the very first words we have from St. Luke, at least. First word pronounced in the presence of Christ. As if God was telling everyone, you have been waiting for the Savior, the Messiah. Here he is, and this is the reason why he comes. To be a sign of contradiction for the fall and for the rise of many in Israel. Simeon prophesies, says St. Ambrose, setting forth that the just and the unjust reap different fruits from the coming of the Savior. So will it be with us according to our individual works. Will the true and just judge apportion to us punishment? Or reward. How can one then wonder about the very existence of hell, for instance, or at least purgatory? But that would be a good topic for another conversation. You are looking for a proof of this sign of contradiction. Well, not even a few weeks old, and already God allows a dramatic sign to be given to the world. The massacre of the holy innocents. One must be blind not to see the evidence of this contradiction. I give you a Redeemer, my only begotten Son. God made men, and you try to exterminate Him from the face of the earth. Do not imagine that I have come to bring peace on earth. I have come to bring a sword, not peace. Certainly not as author of the evil itself we witness every day certainly not as creator 
of it, or not even as instigator of it, but as victim, as innocent victim, as the very stone which the builders rejected. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. Why then the Son of God would lay on that sweet wood of the manger, that should become soon the very instrument of his passion and death? And what about us? What about the pains and sufferings God allows us to undergo, although faithful to him? Why such an apparent punishment, or what seems to be a punishment, even for those loyal and faithful to his love? If you expect me to give you the final answer to these questions, I fear that I will disappoint you very much, since there is no ultimate answer that can be given to the mystery of evil. At the very least, a remote explanation can be given, which still doesn't fully satisfy my human reason. St. Catherine of Siena said to those who are scandalized and rebel against what happens to them. Everything, she says, everything comes from love. All is ordained for the salvation of men. God does nothing without this goal in mind. And of quote. All is ordained for the salvation of men. Indeed, when Christ assumed that human body, he knew perfectly through his divine nature that the only purpose of his incarnation was to die on the cross, to shed every drop of his blood for us and to open the gates of heaven that were left closed for us since the original fall. And St. Thomas Aquinas says, God allows evil to happen in order to bring a greater good therefrom. Hence it is written, Roman, where sin abounded, grace did more abound. Christ's death on the cross, which is at the same time his victory, is the most glorious manifestation of his mercy and power of God. If God then allowed the death of so many innocents, if God allows the death of so many martyrs, if God allows all the evil we see today, all the scandals that day after day keep tainting the pure garments of Mother Church, if God allows that the prayers of the just are prayers not to be answered right away, it is because in His infinite wisdom, He will bring a greater good therefrom. And this is the blind spot. This is the blind spot for our human reason. We cannot fully grasp a complete understanding of what remains in God's divine plan, a mystery. And to be able to see beyond that blind spot, one has to make this decisive act of faith and the redemptive value of the sacrifice of Christ on the cross. One can remain in the darkness like so many, so many of our contemporaries, refusing, rejecting the sacrifice of the cross as the only ultimate reasonable answer to the existence of evil. This will be their fall, prophesied again by Prophet Simeon. Their willful blindness and obstinacy. Or one, on the contrary, one can receive from the cross salvation 
by uniting his sufferings, his pains, to those of the Lord. However, this act of faith in the redemptive value of the cross doesn't start at the cross. It started already in the manger of Bethlehem. And our adoration of the infant of the creche, our prayers before our creche at home, in our humble crypt chapel here, our devotion renewed every month to the infant king, are as so many acts of faith in the salvific value of the death of the innocent God made man. So let us approach this humble manger with the wise men, and let us offer, our, offer ourselves with everything we have, our sins, our imperfections, our worries, but also our joy. Let us look at this beautiful little infant and make a strong act of faith in his divinity and humanity. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen.